Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, alongside the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. On Wednesday, August 26, on a day that uh, we just spoke, Frank, I don't think this one is one we're going to forget for a long time, a pretty monumental day for not only the Milwaukee Bucks and Wisconsin sports in general, but I think well, well beyond the sports world, this one is going to be remembered. The Bucks were scheduled to play the Orlando Magic in Game 5 of their first round series. They did not take the floor. The game was ultimately uh, postponed, or at this point it remains postponed. There was no other NBA playoff games tonight. It doesn't look like there's going to be any, any NBA playoff games, certainly tomorrow or today as you're probably listening to this podcast. And we don't know where the NBA season lies, but the Bucks. Uh, obviously had been speaking along with the other NBA players very passionately, emotionally uh, about the events that obviously, and it's not, and to be clear, it's, it's not just about what has happened in Kenosha over the last few days. We know this, this has been an ongoing movement from players that they went down to the bubble with the intention of speaking out on social injustices, police brutality, but this did feel like a tipping point. And once the, the incidents were happening in Kenosha, we certainly heard George Hill was a vocal leader, as was uh, Chris Milton, Mike Budenholzer, Brooke Lopez, all the Bucks players. Clearly, it's in the franchise's backyard right now, the last few days, what has gone down. They released a statement three hours after the game to the media that was there. I'm just going to quickly read this, then Frank, I'll, I'll throw it to you. So this was Sterling Brown and George Hill read out this statement. It says, the past four months have shed a light on the ongoing racial injustices facing our African-American communities. Citizens around the country have used their voices and platforms to speak out against these wrongdoings. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha and the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action. So our focus today cannot be on basketball. When we take the court and represent Milwaukee and Wisconsin, we are expected to play at a high level, give maximum effort, and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard. And in this moment, we are demanding the same from our lawmakers and law enforcement. We are calling out for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative that Wisconsin State Legislator and uh, reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police, accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We encourage all citizens to educate themselves, take peaceful and responsible action, and remember to vote on November 3. So, Frank, uh, I think, you know, I I don't know where you want to start here, but the, the big thing for me that is both extremely upsetting and also frustrating is that these players went down there and they wanted to keep the spotlight on these issues. They have those uh, messages on their jerseys. Through press conferences, they've been voicing 
uh, having their voices heard and speaking out on on these issues that are clearly so prevalent throughout the US and the world, to be honest. In the last few days, a few of the players mentioned that they just felt helpless in the bubble. And to me, uh, that is just uh, really upsetting. There have been a lot of moments, I think, where um, since March, right, for principally two reasons. One, um, you know, the the topic that's kind of at hand right now, right? Uh, racial justice, social justice, you know, the police, police brutality topic. Um, and before that, obviously, and continuing still COVID-19 and, and everything that that's pre- presenting to the United States and the world from a public health standpoint, there's been so many moments where we've sort of felt like, man, sports don't matter compared to all this other stuff, right? Like, why, why are we, you know, like us, right? Like yeah. the two of us coming on and talking about the Milwaukee Bucks and, you know, man, what, how do we, how do we contextualize the significance of this when it's, you know, against the backdrop of all these other things? And I think the remarkable thing about today was that I just kind of came away from this feeling. I mean, as the Bucks deciding not to play a basketball game became national news. I mean, I don't have, I don't know, Kane, you're, you're, you're on the other side of the world. I think international news. Yeah. Um, I was sort of struck by this duality of, you know, on the one hand, the players are saying, Hey, this, you know, basket, it's not about basketball right now. And, you know, a few hours later, the Milwaukee Brewers and Cincinnati Reds decided not to play a baseball game um, in Milwaukee. And they said, you know, tonight's not a night for, for baseball. Um, and it's remarkable because I, you know, we, we say, well, sports are, you know, sports are a luxury. Sports are, you know, kind of just a fun thing, right? They don't really matter. And when you see a basketball team deciding, you know what, like, we want to draw attention to something that we feel like we, you know, we feel powerless. We don't feel like we can do anything. And they send this shockwave through not just the sports world, but certainly the country creating, you know, other games being canceled, which were the, you know, the obvious thing that was going to happen right after the Bucks decided not to play the magic. Of course, we're never going to accept a forfeit. The league was never going to call this a forfeit. And the other games that were going to happen today were clearly never going to happen because nobody would want it to play in, in kind of against this backdrop. And it suddenly becomes obvious, like, this is why sports matter, you know? This is why they, they hold significant, you know, days like this are why um, they really do hold a significance to people because they do have this ability to kind of break through noise and kind of the, you know, the, the inaction of things that we've been seeing. And again, there's, there's no guarantee that obviously what the Bucks do today um, changes culturally our society or something like that, right? There's no guarantee that there's some direct direct impact but you know, the Milwaukee Bucks were on the phone from their locker room <laughs> with the lieutenant governor and the attorney general of Wisconsin this afternoon and tomorrow you know again who knows where the league will be when you guys are listening to this there'll probably be 18 more turns you know in in all of this before uh, before that happens who knows what else could happen tonight it's almost 11 o'clock central time right now, just to give you guys a frame of reference. But um, this mattered, right? What happened today mattered. And again, I'm sure some people may not like it. Some people may say, keep your politics out of my sports, right? But 
you see the emotions of players and coaches and the people that are, you know, as George Hill was saying, feeling powerless. I mean, Sterling Brown, you know, this, this franchise not, not only was, um, you know, this latest incident in their backyard in Kenosha, but Sterling Brown and what happened to him in the parking lot of a Walgreens, what, two years ago, uh, John Henson before that, right? A lot of people probably forgot about that. John Henson trying to go buy a watch has the cops called on him. And then literally the people in the store tell the cops to stick around because they're still afraid of John Henson. Who's literally probably the nicest guy in the world and also a millionaire to boot, by the way. Um, you know, again, that, again, not all these are, are, these are all sort of different types of things that have happened, but, um, you understand why certainly for the bucks, this is personal, right? And again, I think the beauty of this team is that you have people from different countries, from different walks of life, the NBA certainly reflecting that as well. But um, I think that, I mean, there's something really, I think beautiful about the unity of the league and coming together and feeling like, you know what, this is bigger than what we do for our day job. And of course, as a basketball fan, I, I want to see basketball, right? I want to see basketball back. I want to figure out a way that we can, you know, get the best of both worlds, that we can enable um, progress on something that obviously means so much to so many people and has impacted so many people. Um, selfishly, of course, I want to see basketball. I'm a basketball fan. But certainly right now, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what happens next. Okay, Frank, I'll just jump in now and give a quick note about our friends over at Built Bar. We know it's a brand new and improved recipe over with Built Bar, 18 amazing flavors, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. 12 original flavors are still there, raspberry, peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, orange, toffee almond, coconut, just to name a few. The bars are healthy and great for those health-conscious guys and girls out there. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for those that are on the Kato diet, by the way, as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Uh, promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. And of course, you've heard me mention before, the free cooler with your purchase is still there while supplies last. So don't mess around and get your purchase at builtbar.com. You know, as I was thinking there, thinking, man, you know, the Bucks, obviously we've been thinking all year, have a chance at a championship. Lakers, Clippers, those teams also obviously have great chance of championship. And the Bucks and those teams and these players are saying, hey, you know what? We're willing to sacrifice potentially that thing that we work so hard, you know, every day, day in and day out for. And I think that's really the most powerful thing about this, right? The willingness to sacrifice something um, and put something on the line. And whether it's money, whether it's fame, whatever it is, you know, the approval of certain parts of their fan base. Um, and I think Zora Stevenson really hit, hit on that in, uh, on the Wisconsin Fox sports, Wisconsin broadcast today. But, you know, that's what makes this meaningful is this idea of actually putting something on the line. Right. And not just, you know, it's not just a t-shirt. It's not just, you know, um, a catchphrase. It's actually saying like, we're, we're going to put something at risk and, you know, we don't know, we don't know what that will end up being. Um, 
but uh, it it's something that's different from what we've seen before. You know, I think it, I think it's been all this has been. I think the past few months have been a good history lesson. I think I hope people have heard some of the stories of you know what players in the '60s, in particular, um, had to go through. You know, I mean, literally protests. You know, players deciding they're not going to play games because of segregation in certain cities. You know, things that now we probably would take for granted. Um, you know, there's a rich history of politics and sports mixing. And I think, again, maybe as a society, we kind of lulled ourselves into feeling like we were past all that. But, um, you know, I don't, I think, I think, again, I, I'm talking a lot right now. I'm a 39 year old white guy. Um, I think all of this has been a reason I felt like I should listen more. I haven't tweeted much today. <laughs> because I've kind of been just wanting to hear what other people have to say. And I think, you know, I've felt like that a lot the past few months. And so, um, you know, I can't tell people how to think, how to feel what they need to do. Um, certainly not the players. Um, but I think we all want to listen and understand and feel empathy towards, you know, our fellow man and the players are part of that too, even if they might be, you know, millionaires and we don't want to, we, we sometimes I think put them on pedestals and act like they're not subject to the same issues that everybody else is. But um, I think that's, what's, what's really powerful. And hopefully what, what comes of this is people wanting to listen and listen to each other, listen to players. Um, and hopefully that puts us, you know, to a place that's better than we were, where we were yesterday. But um, again, I, I don't think either of us have any answers on anything, but um I think it's it's been a remarkable day, and obviously for the Bucks to be the center of the sports universe, I mean, um, I'm not surprised. In, in some ways, I'm not surprised because I think you know the character on this team and the seriousness about what kind of they believe in. I think we've known about that and the unity of this team. I think we've known about that for a long time, um, but obviously, uh, I don't think anybody would have you know predicted that that this day would come even a couple of days ago necessarily, but here we are. And again, I think it's a great time to listen and hopefully learn. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Zora Stevenson because she was absolutely amazing today on the Fox sports, Wisconsin broadcast, as was Marcus Johnson. Of course, Jim Paschke was there, Craig Kashan as well. They, they did a great job. Uh, and, and it was just speaking from the heart. It was speaking passionately, not something they expected was going to happen today, but as you talk about, Frank, if you do want to educate yourself, if you do want to learn and you want to show empathy for uh, people that are in a position that, quite frankly, we are not, uh, then that's a, that's a good place to start. And we discussed, you know, are we going to podcast today? Because at the end of the day, people don't want to listen to us talk probably about these issues in particular, and we should be listening more than talking. There's a tweet from JB Biggerstaff that I just want to read out. He tweeted, if you can watch, cheer, celebrate, and share in their pain on the court, you should share in their pain off the court and show empathy for them if you value them as human beings. Acknowledge that they are hurting. Ask why they are more than entertainment. And we love watching basketball, as do everyone that listens to this podcast, especially this Bucks team. They're damn good. And they've got literally one of the greatest to play the game, certainly trending that direction in Giannis. Yesterday, we had a podcast talking about uh, him winning Defensive Player of the Year and in a few weeks, probably joining a historic uh, trio of players that have won the Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season. And this is just a reminder, if you needed it, that, yeah, they're great athletes. They're great basketball players. They do provide entertainment. But if you watch them speak, 
and you listen to them and you look into their eyes and you see the emotion, then you should feel empathy and you should have those feelings that, yes, these, these guys are human beings. This is something that their parents have dealt with, their, the rest of their family, their brothers. They, they don't want their kids uh, to, to deal with the same things that their parents did. And if you have time, if you want to listen to a, a really worthwhile conversation, then I highly recommend you go back to the Locked On Bucks episode we had with Zora Stevenson and her father, Charles. Again, this was these, a daughter and a father speaking about incidents that happened back in the 60s, in the 50s, in the 60s. And similar things are still happening today in 2020. So I, I think that's the type of conversations that you can listen to and really grasp what is going on here. And, and I mentioned before, it's, it's obviously upsetting to see these players talk about being helpless and that feeling of helplessness while they are doing their job. And yes, entertaining people at the same time. And I guess that's where my frustration comes, that when I see the Bucks walk off the court today, I am proud that I, I have had you know, something to do with this team from a work perspective. But I'm also frustrated that these players have to do this. And we've seen it, obviously. We've seen it, obviously, through time and basketball players right through history. Kareem, obviously, one of the the greatest uh, in this regard. But it's frustrating. It's frustrating that these players have to uh, continually do this. And for all they did before they went into the bubble, they've gone down there. They've been great advocates. They're always speaking out. And, And it's still not enough. And, and you spoke about the people from uh, the government officials the Bucks were speaking about in the locker room. And for anyone that's, that's out there saying that this is just nothing, this is like whatever, they walked off the court, who cares, they're going to play. We don't know if the season's going to come back, but they didn't leave the locker room until they were speaking to those people. And you spoke about it, Frank. It's incredible that this is what's happening. Uh, and I'm a long way away. I'm in Australia, but just the magnitude of that and just the fact that it even had to happen, it's, that's where the frustration comes from for mine, uh, joined with the sadness. I just can't believe it. I can't believe that this is what we're doing in 2020. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, I think these guys would happily focus on basketball yeah. and never talk about politics ever again if they felt like they could <laughs> you know yeah. i don't i don't i don't you know like they're not doing this for sport because it's fun um and again you know it's, it, but it's it's not it's also not political it's made to be it's, yeah. that's that's the other point that, that obviously needs to make out and that, that's that. yeah that's that's true i mean this is um it, you know again does it immediately become political because of the way the United States is right now? I would say, unfortunately, yes. Um, But that's not, I think, a product of what the player's intent is, right? Um, So I I agree with that. Um, But but I also agree. I mean, they shouldn't have to do this. (laughs) Like, you know, like... I mean, you know, like the, the, the highlighting what's happening in Wisconsin or not happening in Wisconsin, right? I mean, I think it's been what over four months literally since the legislature passed anything um not 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 a i mean we're not even talking about specifically anything regarding police brutality or anything like that literally anything (laughs) like we're in we're in a pandemic and there's literally been nothing that the uh the state legislature has done um and uh you know and there are you know they i think they they highlighted that there were a number of 
um, bills that had been you know, set forth as legislation that have not, you know, not been put up for a vote. Um, and so again, I'll, I'll leave it to um, others to kind of unpack the details of all those things. But um, you know, that, that, I think that's always the concern with, with any, any situation, right? I, I'm, I can speak in generic terms here, but you know, you get, uh, whenever there's the, the goal to create change, right? How do you actually, you know, it, it, change, it can be so, especially when it's so entrenched in culture and, um, the sociology, you know, of, of a country, which a lot of this is, um, and again, not to say that there aren't like, again, laws and reforms that could be passed tomorrow, you know, that could address some of these things. Um, but it, it can be so frustratingly slow, uh, to see anything really happen. And especially in, you know, in a country like the U S where again, this stuff just immediately becomes politicized. And so then we reach these stalemates, right? It's, it's very difficult. And, and again, we don't know, we don't know if, if what, what kind of dividends this could pay. We don't know what, you know, what the upshot is going to be. Um, but it has certainly drawn attention. And I think, you know, people saying like, well, the, you know, the players are just hurting themselves if they cancel the season or, you know, miss games, whatever it might be. Um, they have the world's attention. I mean, you know, just wearing t-shirts or saying things, um, you know, we I'd almost have been kind of normalized, which in some ways are, is good because I think, you know, as a society, like the idea of this being front and center, I think has become much more normalized, right? It's, it, it's, it is on the top of people's minds, but we've also now sort of said, okay, yeah, right. Okay. You know, people like me sitting in my you know house in the suburbs day to day, it, it doesn't change my life. Right. Well, me and every sports fan though, you take away my game as stupid as it is like that, that creates a discomfort that may seem silly, but that's why they did this. Right. And again, some people aren't going to like it. Others are going to totally understand it and understand the gravity of it. Um, but uh, again, like if there's discomfort, right. And this isn't just for people who are mad about it, but, but if there's discomfort in it, that, I think that's a telling thing, right? When you, when you make people feel uncomfortable and you make people feel like they could be losing something that, I mean, in many ways, that's often the only way you can get people to really change or do something. And so I think that's, again, we can say it was just a game today. Um, but uh, again, I, I, I really understand a hundred percent why, why they felt like this was something to do. And again, we don't know what happens next. Um, I'm sure we'll know a lot more by the time you guys listen to this. Um, but again, as much as we've tried to talk and maybe reason through a little bit of the thinking around it, um, you know, I, I want to listen and I want to, again, I can't put myself in the shoes of, of specific players of people, you know, whose life experience I haven't had, but, um, but I think it's important to just listen right now. And hopefully I think we've, I think a lot of people have done a lot more listening in the past few months than they probably have ever. Um, and I think the NBA players are trying to make sure that that, you know, 
that we don't just forget about that, you know, that we keep, keep doing that, keep thinking about it and hopefully not just listen, but, you know, find ways to make change. And I, I think the fascinating thing is, you know, you can say, well, you know, Congress isn't going to go pass a law, pass a law because of, you know, the NBA not playing games and hurting themselves. But there's an NBA board of governors meeting happening on Thursday that wouldn't have happened if the Bucks played their game today. Let's be honest, right? If the Bucks play their game today, the other games probably happen today. Maybe there would have been a protest tomorrow. You know, maybe that would have happened, right? The Celtics and, and Raptors apparently were at least thinking about it. Um, but there will be a board of governors meeting tomorrow, and the players now are using and creating leverage. Maybe not against, you know, I don't know if the Wisconsin State Legislature is going to act, uh, but the NBA's board of governors, which is, you know, 30 billionaires essentially, who have said many, many very good things over the past few months, um, they're now facing the possibility of losing this season and, you know, a significant amount of money potentially with it. And I am fascinated to see what they do. Um, to maybe put more behind uh, the words that we've been hearing and actually, you know, unite with the players more in action than, than perhaps they, they have. So, um, and, and that's, you know, again, this is a, this is a player's league and you have to give the players credit. I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to be like overly cynical about it, but um, you know, it's okay for if you're the players union to be calculating in this and say, you know what, like we're going to threaten to end this end the season. And it's not just against legislatures and, you know, politicians. It's, it's also holding that against our owners who have the most direct financial interest to save this season and work with us and put the ball in their court. And, and we'll see what, what specifically comes of it, you know, because all of a sudden the owners, you know, they can't, they're not going to sleep easy tonight. And um, again, it's not like it's necessarily the owner's fault that, that we're in this position. Um, but the owners are very powerful people. The players are as a group powerful as well. And uh, I'm very curious to see what happens on Thursday and what these kind of groups decide and, and how they align to potentially not only save a season, but obviously try to unite behind a cause that, that obviously matters a great deal to uh, at a minimum, the players, hopefully the owners as well. No question. I, I think if we are going to get basketball back this season and these players are going to get back out on the court, they have to feel like what they've done today and, you know, in the Milwaukee Bucks playing group, the, the, the Bucks owners came out and said, we didn't know this was happening. This was the Milwaukee Bucks playing group and now the wider NBA playing group have taken a stand and they're not going to get back on the court unless they feel that, that this has been worthwhile and they're going to get some change. So, Listen, I don't think we need to go into the details of what's been reported around the meetings because as you sort of pointed to, Frank, I think by the time people listen to this, it's going to be uh, old news. But, uh, I mean, they're saying there was some heated meeting, emotional meetings tonight between the players. Uh, some players don't want to play. Some players want to leave. And some players want to finish the job and they do believe they're getting back out on the court. If they can make something happen here, something meaningful, then, then playing is still uh, the best option. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. And uh, I guess no games tomorrow. I wouldn't expect that's going to be the case. You spoke, spoke about that 11 a.m. Eastern time meeting with the Board of Governors. We'll see what comes of that. And, of course, uh, we'll be back after that. And, Frank, like I said, we, we spoke and we were messaging and saying that, you know, 
we certainly don't want to come on here and talk about basketball today. It's obviously very trivial compared to everything else that is going on. And also, as I pointed to, I mean, we aren't exactly people that can speak from personal experiences that certainly these players can, a lot of our listeners can, and uh, people that we've spoke to on the podcast before can as well. So I don't think we need to stretch it out any further at all here. But as I said, right from the top, uh, this is a day that uh, we're going to remember for a very, very long time, regardless of what happens here in the next few days. If you're a Bucks fan, uh, I think that if you're a Bucks fan and you're a human with empathy for these guys and, and you don't believe that they are just there to entertain you, then I, I think you look back on this day and, and, and feel proud. Feel proud that you support these players, that you uh, enjoy watching them play and you enjoy them as, as fellow humans. I, I don't know how else to put that. Yeah, and if you don't support them, then I don't think you're going to be missed, <laughs> to be honest. Right, right. You know, and uh, I mean, I hate that. I hate that that's sort of the reality of, of some of this, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a litmus test maybe that we didn't think would happen, you know, a year ago necessarily, but, but we are where we are. And, um, yeah, I, I think, um, all we can do is, is sit back and wait. And I know, um, you know, hopefully we can continue to bring other perspectives into this. I know over the past couple of months, you mentioned Zora and, um, you know, I think you've done a great job of bringing other people aside from me. And I know we talked about, um, you know, whether we should pod, you know, I said, I know we reached out to some folks and to see if they wanted to join today. And I think to be honest, nerves are raw for a lot of people right now. You know, the closer you are to, um, to a lot of this, the harder it is to just talk about it right now. Um, Cause it's obviously, it's not new but everything happening, especially in Wisconsin here the past few days is just sort of, um, yeah, it's just made, it's been, I think very hard for a lot of people. Um, and obviously that, that was true of the players and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how this ends. I, I would be shocked if, you know, <laughs> all the players were back who were playing before this. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, again, I, I don't I, making predictions right now probably is, is not, is not the most important thing. So, We'll let it. We'll let it breathe, you know, and we'll. I think listen. I, I maybe I'll, I'll, ask you, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a question, and I'll give you my 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 view. I think there were some, in the spirit of listening. I think, um, you know, you mentioned the Marcus and Zora on the Fox Sports Wisconsin broadcast. Um, you know, there are a lot of people kind of offering their opinions, um, and and perspectives and experiences today. Um, you know, one that, that really struck me, I, I'd encourage people to find Chris Weber's uh, commentary. Um, you know, he was literally in the arena, like, you know, basically after it cleared out, I think. Um, and uh, he spoke, I think it was about three minutes, he, he kind of offered his perspective. And, you know, I love Chris Weber as a player. I really do not like Chris Weber as an NBA announcer. I'm not going to lie to you. People who follow me on Twitter know that. I don't think he's very good at that. Uh, he had a really powerful, from the heart, remarkable, um, you know, three minutes that he, uh, that you can find on the internet, you know, search Twitter, whatever. Um, and it was very thought provoking. And, and again, in that spirit of listening, I'd encourage people to listen to it. Um, and I think it's a great, it's a great time, you know, whether it was Doc Rivers the other night, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a tough time for a lot of people 
um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think it's also a, a really great learning opportunity for people to maybe listen to each other about things that we don't normally talk about. So that's, that's probably what I would leave folks with. I don't know if there was any other, any other things that maybe you saw or read or, or heard today came that, that you thought were particularly um, of interest that, that people might want to check out, but that was one that, that kind of stuck out to me. Yeah, I saw the Chris Webb one. Uh, as I mentioned, obviously, Fox Sports Wisconsin was great. And uh, I, I didn't see it because I was watching the League Pass feed uh, of Fox Sports Wisconsin, but uh, the NBA TV coverage as well was, apparently was um, you know, brilliant considering, considering the circumstances. That's probably one uh, that I'll go back and watch. And if you can find that on Twitter or wherever it may be, it might be uh, worth going back and, and having a, a listen to that. But uh, I think uh, we will leave it there for today. Uh, as I said, in regards to uh, the off-the-court stuff, the social injustice stuff, I'm sure there's going to be continue, continued developments over the next 24, 48 hours and beyond. And, of course, the on-court stuff. We'll see. We'll see what comes out of these meetings. But, Frank, thanks for joining me to uh, try and, I don't know, try and make some sort of sense of this day. Today, uh, we will be back tomorrow with a podcast. We'll see where everything is at then. Uh, For all our listeners, stay safe out there, look after each other, and we'll speak to you guys tomorrow.